What's good, yo? We're back again. It's the All Facts No Cap podcast here, and I'm Horace McCart. I'm your host, and today's topic will just basically be uh, showing my round two predictions and see what I got right and what I got wrong. And I'm sorry if it's been a little break because I was also watching the NBA playoffs, and I'm also been evalu- I've also been studying the upcoming NBA prospects with the draft lotteries tomorrow. I'll probably have like a live reaction to that. And all I'm gonna say is. This was a great second round series. Although, yeah, a lot of players were out. I really enjoyed watching these second round, these second round matchups, including the Bucks versus Nets, Sixers versus Hawks, um, Jazz versus Clippers, and Suns. That, that was more of a one sided thing, but it was really, really fun to watch. And I was just, I'm just finishing up with school and stuff, so uh, that's why it's been a long time since I've uploaded one. And now, since a lot of people are going to be done school, you're probably going to see more guests, and you're probably going to see more people. People into the pod and well, let me drink water a bit. Okay. Okay, so let's start. Let's start with the most obvious one, which was Suns versus Denver. I had the Suns winning in seven, but I did say Denver had a chance of winning. But I was proven wrong. I was easily proven wrong. I was proved I was right that the Suns will win, but I was wrong that the Denver will make it a series. I didn't I didn't know that DeAndre Aiden would actually come out and try to actually defend Jokic in a, in a good way. It was really tough to see Denver fall like that, especially with since they were without their second best player, they were also kind of at that disadvantage in the beginning. But it was also great to see Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, and Chris Paul to just show their Although Denver did have a bit more playoff experience, but Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton have showed that they that they don't need experience. They or Chris Paul is experienced, but Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, they have been playing out of their mind. They've been playing like they were built for this, and I'm happy for them. I'm happy for both of them. I'm happy. I mean, Chris Paul, it sucks that what Chris Paul has to go through right now because he, he apparently he got through some COVID COVID stuff and it's really it's not really hurting the team as they did win game one. But I think it, that 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 of Chris Paul hold back will definitely do something to the team. And I do I do think they have a chance at the finals, but it's gonna be really tough. And Devin Booker, shout out to him. You know, he's been balling out, balling out. And he's Devin Booker honestly might be like the most the, the NBA player with the best lifestyle. Like that's honestly, oh, this that's like a separate topic. I'm just here to talk about playoff predictions. But yeah, I'm just gonna say shout out to Devin Booker, shout out to De- DeAndre, shout, shout out to the Suns. I, I didn't really think they'll be in this position if you asked me back when the season started. Shout out to the Suns. I really did sleep on you guys. I don't. I can't. I kind of regret. I kind of regret not believing in you guys. So this shout out. Shout out to the Suns. And Denver's point of view, yeah, you were without your second best player, but Michael Porter Jr. was more disappointing in the second round than we all thought he would be. But I, I, it really depends on how Denver really bounces back from this. Because what will they, will they need, will they just run it back with the same team, or will they try to go big in, in the off season? It, it really is a big question mark, guys. I do think they should run it back with this team and try to see if Jamal Murray, when Jamal Murray comes back, they, they uh, how we can see them healthy, mm-hmm. one healthy. And they could, like, acquire pieces, like, here and there. But I think, yeah, they should just run it back with this team. Maybe Jokic has another MVP year. I don't think that's going to happen because players will be healthy and Jokic will have to fight for it again. And it's hard to win back-to-back MVPs. 
But it, it is, we'll see how well Jokic and the Nuno Nuggets can do, but shout out to them for making it this far as they defeat a healthy Blazers team. And congrats to Jokic for the MVP. You, you really deserved it. And the next series I'm going to talk about is, I'm going to save the Eastern Conference for the last because they're, those were more controversial and I have a lot more to say on that. So I'm just going to talk about the Clippers and Jazz, even though this was a really great series. A lot of people counted the Clippers out because they were down 2-0. Same thing happened in the Mavs, Mavs series. But we don't really know. We don't really know what, what's really with the Clippers. When they just go down 2-0, they just turn to the team we all think they are. So that it's just really shout, – shout out to Terrence Manuel. That that 39-point performance in game six, that's just insane, Like especially for a rookie. I know Tyler Hero did it last year, but I'm just going to say Terrence Mann. It's a bit of a hot take, but I will say Terrence Mann is better than – it was better this year than Tyler Hero was last year, and I know that's a huge stretch. Uh, and that honestly, I probably have nothing to back up. I'm just acting like casual right here, but I'm just saying that just because I don't like Tyler Hero as much because of how the Heat fans uh, uh, overvalued him as for the James Harden trade. Really dumb move right there. But I'm just, I digress right here. So I'm just going to say, oh, okay, the Clippers, you played really well, especially with Kawhi Leonard. You were down 2 0, and you had Kawhi Leonard out for the last two games and PG 13 stepping up to show. Basically showing like he's Pacers PG again, and I I'm honestly really happy to see that I wasn't really high on Paul George after after his his departure from Indiana, and it was really it was really sad because I used to I was used to, I I always remember the days when he was battling a LeBron in the East and he was the most loved player and then he turned to become the most hated player, and I I was a, a part of the hate as I wasn't really a part I wasn't really a big fan of him then but now I sort of see these flashes come back and i i'm really and i'm really great it's really great to see paul george ball out and as for utah although although i did say utah in six and i was completely wrong as the clippers won in six because and i, I did say the clippers do have a chance a better chance defeating utah because they are the clippers but i, I didn't expect it like this to wait where Kawhi got injured and then they just terrence Mann had to pop up reggie jackson had to pop up it was it was really confusing, but I did I did say the Jazz and six, and I don't know if I mentioned before, but I am not really a big Jazz guy. I really I don't I hate the Jazz. If you want me to say that, I really hate the Jazz. But I will say, last year was more of a okay. Can we do something with this team? And then this year you did get the one seed, but then you get the, your defensive player of the year. Your your. Your defense, their defense is basically nothing without Rudy Gobert. That's just that's been a fact throughout like basically every single year. It's not that they don't have a backup for him, as Derek Favors has actually been solid this year. It's just that their defense is nothing without Rudy Gobert. As they I think they aren't the best ranked defense when they have him on the court, and then when off the court, they're one of the bottom tier, which is really insane. Like, imagine, like, especially for that defensive impact he has. But him being a liability on defense is really tough, as you almost paid him the supermax for that. And I don't I I'm not really saying that's a bad move, but I'm not necessarily saying that's a good move because if you, you're having him on the court for what? Being a defensive player of the year, he's the anchor for your defense. And then he becomes a liability on defense. That's one thing he's actually good at. And you're paying him almost $200 million for it, which is, I don't, which is just bad. Like he, he, just, he just played horrible. He didn't play like his contract. And it's really tough to see how Rudy Colbert is, and well, let me, uh,
Okay, something's off here. Okay, I'm sorry about I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. I was looking I was looking for the charger of my laptop and I found it. Oh, alhamdulillah. But one thing I I think I was on the Jazz. Yeah, I was on the Jazz Clippers. So I did say Jazz in 6 and I I know I I praised Utah and I was the one that said, "Oh, yeah, I was the one that said they were contenders." But the way they played, they were not contenders. I I do respect D Mitch. I respect the hell out of D Mitch, yo, coming playing at, at, at with an ankle injury. And playing like the way he did, I'm not. I'm not mad at D Mitch at all. I'm just mad at Utah in general. Just how how did you blow a two zero lead, and you and you had the series of momentum going against you because Kawhi Leonard was out. Kawhi Kawhi Leonard was out, and then you're you're facing a team you ba- you basically beat healthy in, on full on home court, and then you just blow it. You just blow it, and if you know me personally, you probably I, I probably said like, oh, D Mitch has to leave. Which I do think he. This is an option he should consider. I know he's very young and he. There's a lot of time Utah. And people are saying like, oh, this is the first time Utah had a team around him. But this team, this is the same team as last year. This is the same team as last year, and they decided we're running back for one more year. It proved this proves, and then they proved it. It's not really working. It does because should Demich leave? That's a different question. But I'm saying should he consider the option? It's not that bad of an option to think about it. As I really do love Demich, he's one of my favorite players. But and I do hate the and I do hate the Jazz, the organization he plays for. And I know that's very, I know that's very biased of me to say. But I'm just saying, like, is John Mitchell, the Jazz have some serious thinking to do? So did so does Donovan Mitchell himself, as he was disgruntled, not disgruntled, but he was mad with the team, like right before the playoffs started, but. Shout out to the Clippers for being the Jazz in six. And shout out Paul George for playing as good as he is. And now I'm going to talk about the matchup between the Clippers and Suns. This is a very pleasant matchup, actually, as I did expect the Clippers to make the conference finals, but not against the Suns. I, I did think it was against the Lakers. And although originally I did have the Clippers coming out the West, the one thing is, I don't want to sleep on the Suns again. I know I slept on the Clippers for the Jazz series, but without Kawhi, I don't know if I don't know how they'll be the same team. Especially even if if they're down two zero, will they be the same team if Kawhi is gone? Especially when their best player is gone, and I know Chris Paul's out for the Suns too, but. Yeah, uh, this is a very tough series. I know Chris Paul's out for the Suns too, but Chris Paul is more of a. Chris Paul is not really the best player when I think I think Devin Booker is the best player on the sun but I will say yeah like both teams are at a huge disadvantage but I do think the Suns are deeper they're much better all around they they're hitting all their players are playing good right now same with the Clippers like Reggie Jackson is playing good Terrence Mann is playing good Marcus Morris is playing good and they're having injuries and 
I will say this will be a really close series, and I do think this could be the best series. Well, well like the best Western Conference series, maybe. Yeah, the West, best Western Conference series. If I were to choose, I would say Suns in seven. I will say Suns in seven. As I know, I, I kind of want the Suns to win the series. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers won this series, even though like I know they are without Kawhi, but I do think Paul George will be good enough for them to make the finals. And it's just really begs the question, can Paul George be a championship number one? Can Devin Booker be a championship number one? This is a, like a leg- not a legacy changing, but this will show who this will really show who has the better team and who is really the better superstar or better star, because I don't think either of them is a superstar, but that's a different debate. This I would say Suns in seven, just because I think they have the better team all around. And I did the way DeAndre Ayton's playing, the way Cameron Payne's, play, Payne's playing, the way Mikhail Bridges, Dario Saric, literally the entire team and Devin Booker just playing out of his mind. I will say the Suns, the Suns and Suns, I will say the Suns in seven, and they make the first their first NBA finals ever since um, – 1993. Yeah, I was drinking water again and moving on to the East. I don't know where which series to start, but I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with uh shout out to the Hawks, shout out to the Bucks for making the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh and I'll I'll give my predictions right here for who I think will win. I really like Trey Young. I really like the way I really like the way he plays, I really like the way. I really just like him as a player. And I really like him for knocking out Philly. And I really like him for knocking out New York as those teams. I don't like Philly and New York. And he knocked out those teams. Uh, yeah, the Hawks did. Sorry, Trey Young. And the Hawks did. But uh, I don't know. I do get, yeah, the, the Philadelphia and the Knicks were the two, were two elite defensive teams. But... I don't think that the fact that Philly and the Philly and New York didn't have a guy like Giannis, they didn't have a team as great as the Bucks, and the Bucks just beat the Nets. So I don't know if the Hawks can really take that. I'll just say the Bucks. I will give the Hawks one to two games. I I know this is slipping on them. I and I I want the Hawks to win. I actually want the Hawks to win the series. Because I do like Trey Young. I do like Trey Young as he's one of my favorite players, and it's great to see him in the finals. But I will say the Hawks, the Hawks versus the Bucks. I don't know. Like the Nets almost defeated the Bucks. And that's just mainly due to the fact of their elite offensive firepower. And the Hawks don't have half of that offensive firepower as they did, as the Nets did. And I do think there is a way to beat the Bucks, even though Giannis can play extremely well. But I will say the Hawks, the Hawks can get two games and the Hawks can get one to two games. So I will say Bucks in five as I, it really depends if Trey Young and the Hawks keep it close. Because if they keep it close, I do think Giannis fourth quarter struggles and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, like their inconsistency, it will show, will show how it do, how Milwaukee cannot win with that. But with the play style they do, but I will say it's because the Hawks are not the Nets, and maybe I am sleeping a bit on the Hawks, but also I kind of want them to win too, so it's not really it's not really I'm sleeping on them, it's just that I don't think they can defeat them, and I just have to see it to believe it, but I will say 
the Hawks. I will say the Hawks will probably win one game, and I do think the Bucks will take in five. As they do have Giannis. Uh, they do have Giannis, they have Middleton, Holiday, Holiday, PJ Tucker, Brooke Lopez. And yeah, I know, I know Brooke Lopez hasn't been really great. And same with Chris Middleton. But it but I do think I do think they'll be good enough for the series. As off the bench, they have like yeah, Bryn Ford, Pat Connaughton. It's I know they didn't play against the Nets, but I do think they'll play against the Hawks just because the Hawks are don't are not really that good against um uh the, the elite three-point shooting yeah that's what i was gonna say uh, yeah they did beat, defeat the sixers and that's probably what i'm going to talk about right now the hawks versus sisters series was very was very good it was a good series yes but it was more of a a rage it was like i know i don't like philly but i did give them faith like i thought they could have been the team to challenge the Nets. Like I didn't, I was, I didn't think they were contenders. I thought they were like the worst of the contenders, but now like they just proved they weren't contenders in the first place. Like I, I thought they were contenders and that's just really like, I knew they were going to, I knew of their, I knew, of, I knew of their limitations and their liabilities, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. And man, that, that was just a disappointing series for the Sixers. Like if I was a Sixers fan, I'd, I, I would stop caring about that. I would stop caring about everything, honestly. Like, I don't, like, I know Ben Simmons is the one. I was personally, like, not a Ben Simmons supporter, but I was considering, like, this guy is actually a lot better than we think he is. And I thought, but he just proved me wrong. He just proved me wrong. He just proved out he's not even an, an elite player. Like, I don't know why I thought he was. I knew of his fourth quarter struggles, but I didn't think it was going to be completely bad to a point where he would miss an open layup. Like I man, that's that's as as someone that does hate is hate this team. I do like to see them fail, but like I don't want to see. I don't want. I, it's just very confusing for me to say like, what the hell did you just do? Like I expected more out of you, but like I didn't think it was gonna happen this way. This is this is very tough because Doc Rivers, two games in a row, game four and game five, blowing a twenty point lead. Again, game seven, game seven, Trey Young goes five for like 25 or something, five for 23, five for 23. If I told you Trey Young would not, would play so terrible or like not terrible, if I told you he would shoot five for 23, you'd probably say the Sixers would win by like 50 points, but they didn't. The one source to blame for all of that is Daryl Morey, not Ben Simmons. And the reason why I'm going to say that is just because Daryl Morey decided not to give up Tyrese Maxey in order to trade for James Horton. He was willing to give up Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibault, and Tyrese Maxey. Never and Matisse Thibault, but he was not willing to give up Tyrese Maxey. And that... That just hold them, held them back. And I remember, like, literally, I'm not kidding. I remember, I, I know I was the one that said Sims offer was the best offer because I was, I thought it was for sure going to happen. So I was trying to defend it. I was trying to defend it right there. But as a Rockets fan, but I was really, like, people, I remember Philly fans were saying, don't trade Ben Simmons just because he's younger. He's better at everything. And, like, it's just, he's the best young star because that's what they always believe. 
I didn't think he was the best young star, but I thought he was a lot better. He's actually better than what people think he is. But if this is just, uh, uh, yeah. So Daryl Morey really messed up by not trading, by not giving up Tyrese Maxey in the James Harden trade, and he also didn't decide to bring Kyle Lowry. So I'm just also gonna say that too. However, Ben Simmons, yeah, he does. He does deserve the blame. You literally coming out of. This is, I'm not really going to talk, talk much about this, but this guy doesn't seem to like basketball. Like, I just think this guy was just, just wanted a basketball life, just wanted to have the endorsements, like get women, get the fame. He has like all the money. He's literally 24 and has, is making $30 million a year. Who the hell doesn't want that? It just seems that like he just doesn't have the mental toughness. And Joel Embiid, I, I get you played your heart out for this team and for the city, but I do admit like some of the, some of the stuff you did wasn't really good, but as you like, you were taking these mid range jumpers that really were just unnecessary and Tobias Harris. Yes. Like sometimes you played super terrible and you're supposed to be the second leading scorer as you proved that the entire season. This team's in a lot of holes right now. They have to fire Doc. They have to trade Benson. They have to, like, I don't even know what they should do now. Like, that's up to them. And I'm glad, I'm glad they're not winning, but, like, the air, the position they're in is similar to, like, what the Eagles are, honestly, and honestly. Like, this is what it is. Like, you're, I thought you guys were contenders. You guys proved to me you guys were not contenders at all. I thought you were just the worst of the contenders, but now you're not even, you're probably, like, the worst half of the pretenders. Like, that's just... That's just funny to say, honestly. And shout out to the Hawks. Shout out Trey Young. Shout out Kevin Herter. Shout out Clint Capella. Y'all, y'all impressed me. Y'all impressed me hard. As I knew you were gonna beat the Knicks, but not the not Philly. And y'all impressed me like that. Y'all impressed me. And going now, moving on. Game of the series of the year: Bucks versus Nets. Everyone was looking forward to this. People said whoever wins this wins the championship. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The Bucks won. I said that I originally said the Nets in six, but I do think, but I also did say, but I also did say the Bucks, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks won. And I also said the only thing stopping the Nets would be injuries from winning the championship. And that's exactly what happened. And shout out to Kevin Durant. You played your heart out. And to me, you're considered the best player in the world. I was like, yeah, I know you've done it before, but this just proved it. You're the best player in the world now. And before LeBron fans go after me, like the LeBron's 36, he's not going to be as good as Kevin Durant is right now. Kevin Durant had to carry his team without basically no one being as effective apart from Bruce Brown in that game seven. James Harden, shout out to you, James Harden, actually. I know I am a James Harden fan and I am a Rockets fan, so I root for James Harden, but I I can't, I, like, I, I do admit, like he wasn't playing good. He wasn't playing good in game seven, but the fact that he was forced to come back from a hamstring injury, a grade two hamstring injury, and he was just there just because his team wanted him. You can't tell me like James Harden is a winner because uh, I remember before before the James Harden trade started coming, people were saying, oh, this guy's selfish. He's not a winner. He's not a... And yes, I'll go on a rant for him because I am a Rockets fan. So he, he's not a winner. He's not... Yeah, well, yeah, he didn't win. He didn't win yet. He didn't win, but... He's not a winner. He's not a. He doesn't want to sacrifice. He's selfish. This year just proved every all of that wrong. Like he was eight. 
this just really impressed me. He's a player that at one point the team would tell him you should drop 50 a night and he did that. And then he goes to a completely new team and then says, you're the playmaker, you initiate this offense. And then he just becomes that. And then he's, he, he goes back into the MVP convo, then he gets injured. And then, and then my winner argument is that he decides to show up and step up when, not step up, he decides to show up when his team needs him, especially with a grade two hamstring injury where he probably can't even walk properly. This guy wants to play to win. He, he's not, he's not joking around. He's not selfish. He's not, he's proved, he's literally proven to me that he wants to win. And I'm, I'm happy to see him like that. But I'm also, I'm, I'm also happy to see Giannis. Shout out to Giannis. Shout out to Middleton. Shout out to Brook Lopez. Uh, Brook Lopez, you kind of sold the game. But shout out to Holiday. Shout out to all, all shout out to the Bucks. Yo, this was a great series. I, this was probably one of the se- best second round series I've ever seen in my life. As yeah, it was to game seven. Kevin Durant, you're you're ridiculous for hitting that shot. And I'm, and a lot of people are fucking making memes out of that, which is completely hilarious, honestly. And I'm not really gonna talk about the Nets more much more. I'm really gonna talk about the Bucks really made good adjustments. Mike Boonholzer was pretty good. Was pretty good for the series when he was down, as he's kind of looks he's on a thread, he's on a needle for his job right now. And it's really, it's. I think this this game seven was more on how the Nets, apart from Durant, sucked more than how the Bucks were good because Joe Harris was missing shots. James Harden just for some reason, his hamstring just couldn't let him score. It was just kind of painful to see. Not painful to see the Nets just make. It was just kind of weird just not to see the Nets making shots because it seemed like it was like a forty point blowout. Then the Bucks just end up winning. Like it just seemed like that if you were watching the game. Yeah, but now I was wrong. I was wrong because I said Nets and six, but I was I wouldn't be I wasn't I'm not surprised that the Bucks won. And I did say whatever was whatever if the Nets weren't healthy, they probably would lose. And that's exactly what happened. And shout out to the Bucks, you know, you, you although you yeah, they weren't fully healthy, you still beat the team. You still beat the team everyone had as, as their championship favorite. So shout out to you. And I think that wraps up everything everything I have to say, really. Like, I'll probably go much deeper, like, probably after the playoffs. I'll probably drop, like, a top 50 player list if you want me to. Also talk about more of an NFL offseason as a lot of stuff has passed. I did talk about, like, what the draft grades were. I'll probably talk more about, like, what offseason acquisitions were actually better for what team. And, yeah, so I'll probably I'll probably make a video tomorrow because tomorrow's a draft lottery. So I'll probably say like, yo, uh, I'll probably go. Hmm, let me see. Let me see. Well, I'm just checking my messages right now because. Wait, let me. Something's happening right now. So tomorrow's a lottery. I probably might. Yeah, I probably might uh, make do another episode right now like that, but. Man, I'm actually really thirsty right now. I'm all that talking, but I don't know how long this is, but this is the All Facts No Cap podcast, and I'm Horace McCarr. I hope you actually had a wonderful time listening to me. And you hopefully, if you won't disagree or agree with me or not, just tell me if you would have thoughts or if you want to be in the podcast to talk about whatever, really, because I'm not really just a big sports guy, I'm also a big 
general knowledge guy and you, we can just really talk about anything i taught i like to talk about history religion it really makes it really makes no difference i'm also yeah i suppose this is just the time i'm just gonna leave i'm just gonna leave probably upload this episode and yeah i'm harsh regardless the all facts no pod all facts no pod all facts no oh shit man uh yes i'm harsh Vicar, and uh, this is the all facts no cap podcast and i know i'm sounding like a robot but i'm low-key kind of tired of speaking from all that and bye bye